welcome to the. Would this be the fifth game of Star Trek Reliant, where uh, we are actually beginning at this point what would be the first non premiere episode you know, part of the game? I'm going to tell you what I have in mind for the name of an episode until we're pretty far into it, or possibly until the episode is done. Uh, but um, in this case, what you have is uh, all of your crew now uh, with Duncan and Marcus Graves as the commander of the ship. Uh uh, we're going to have Kendra, uh, 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 Lieutenant Junior Grade Alenis Kendra, who's going to be our XO. Speak. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've got some difficulties on the But we've got cast. Uh, Playing our chief of science, uh, sciences, Quentin Reynolds. Um, we've got uh, Baz playing the chief ship engineer. Uh, Rick Tier, a race that uh, is brand new. Uh, we have Jarlin uh, playing Kara Junrani, one of uh, kind of a race that Duncan created for the Foundry some time ago called the Ibby. And uh, we also have Nick tonight playing Dr. Eli O'Connor. Um, don't forget me. Are, uh, don't forget who? Didn't I said Baz is playing Rick Tier, our chief engineer. <laughs> Yay! I like that your name rhymes too, like Rick Tier the engineer. <laughs> it's like you were made for the. I actually did not take that into consideration. I did not even realize that until you just said that. So, uh, yay! <laughs> I've been thinking it for a while. Rick Tier, the engineer. Then, of course, people have other things. So, um, uh, what we what we have is the uh, the crew of the Reliant has been has spent the last couple of months, uh, probably about. Anywhere between six and eight weeks of intense uh, high-level command training or uh, additional training in their areas of specialty, prepping all of you for taking the taking the senior staff positions that you served on board the cadet crews. Um, to has been for all of you a very I haven't had a lot of free time for a couple of months you've been doing as I said advanced coursework at the academy and training with you are free to all of you come up with uh, instructors who helped you and you know who were some of your final instructors in, at the academy. And here you are on its mm, June. Yeah, it's early June. 
Graduation was a week and a half ago. Finishing out your your final, well, you know, the 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 final moments, the final projects that you're having to do, and for some of you already, if you want to, you're already able to be moved on the reliant since many of you already had or you know already had quarters there and such and uh that is where we pick up early june uh 2409 earth some of you may be on the ship that is up to you you know that you are less than a day out of lunch I would say Tom Paris is back in the quadrant. Um, I see that question in our chat. Um, makes sense to me that uh, uh, it, there's no problem for him having um, been part of your training, actually. Um, and I look at that, yeah, uh, when I think about it, because Voyager's been back in, you know, back on this side of the quadrant forever. Essentially, like, it, like thirty years or something, thirty plus. Uh, it's not to not to marry Suet, but the two characters do seem very similar in both job and attitude. And, and we know from the Iconian War that uh, Paris still had a Starfleet commission because he was, you know, he was a captain, so. Well, I guess with your permission, I'll just have that have been her mentor who pulled her aside and I, said, you know, uh, I, you look like you have some good talent. How about you learn how to fight yet? I would say more than just more than permission, you have my enthusiastic vote of yes. That sounds great that, you know, Tom Paris was part of your uh, was part of your final command training. That, that sounds Honestly, <laughs> okay. I'll uh, I'll make some notes about it later. But then that's that's just her new mentor, as far as plotting goes. Yeah, this weird middle-aged human guy with uh, you said a uh, dislike for authority or authority issues. I'll also take a weird middle-aged Terran with authority issues, and I'll take one of my own. Characters, Alphonse E. Ross at Starfleet Security for some last minute uh, field combat training. Right on. I love Ross. Ross is like Magnum PI, but of Starfleet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's got the mustache, he's got that bandolier with a gun on it. So if you have a shot craft that looks Master like a Ferrari. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't build that in the foundry. Hey, wouldn't that have been cool? <laughs> I'll wreck on it. Um, so, and we're going to rise it. Maybe we'll see Ross in a Hawaiian shirt. We're going to be passing by Riza. It's not an official stop. Your first official stop anywhere isn't until uh, isn't until you reach Station Epsilon Ten. And it, it's not exactly the neutral zone, but you might as well call it the Federation side of the neutral zone. 
you're going to be, when you look at a map, you're going to be heading galactic south, where the neutral zone is, into territory that has only been surveyed by long-range survey ships. Uh, it's possible that the Klingon Empire have sent vessels into the area. That's not especially being as close to the neutral zone as you're going to be. It's it's not... It's, it's a distinct possibility that there are Klingon ships in the area that you're heading into. Uh, as, the... The purpose month... I was going to say, the months that pass, the um, the Klingon War escalates, so that you all know. Um, it escalates to the level of war. There have been some conflicts in the neutral zone, particularly over, uh, particularly over a system called Karat, where the Borg have left artifacts and uh, every so often there are skirmishes in there. So before you is before you leave Earth or whenever it is, what's up, Kara? Oh no, this was gonna be once we arrived. I'm sorry. Once you arrived, yeah. I was just gonna I just wanted you to know the uh kind of the state of the galaxy where you are is that um, the Klingon Empire is so none of you are aware why the Klingon Empire has escalated the kind of like Cold War feeling. They, they've escalated it to actual conflict. There's obviously something there that um, something in whatever's going on that really has the Klingons either angry or worried enough to escalate to to it actually being something that could be considered a war because there's actual shots fired now. You are being assigned to what is officially known as the Second Exploration Fleet. Is five ships will be serving on the Federation side of the neutral zone. Come into the same area. I mean, you're looking at a gigantic unexplored area. So five ships all kind of going different directions, and two of those five mostly staying kind of close to the neutral zone means it's not a big fleet by any means. And if you, if any of you at the lowest levels, it's easy to find out that the reason, the reason why is most of Starfleet's resources are being redirected into this, what, what is considered an oncoming war effort against the Klingons, leaving leaving the Exploration Command a little short-staffed and not able to... Uh, not not able to quite support gigantic fleets. The Reliant is being assigned as one of five ships to the... Hey, there's Mr. Nord. Buddy, how are you? Hey, sorry guys. I, I thought we had this week off, so I wasn't paying much attention to uh, Discord. <laughs> My bad. 
So this is where I was saying we're going to need some ship names. I can tell you that the flag, the Reliant, is not the flagship of the second exploration fleet. In fact, that is a ship known as the Galileo. Uh, the Galileo is a galaxy-class ship. Wait, so it's a shuttle? <laughs> Uh, and serves as is is ready out exploring the universe, and it is the flagship. The Endeavor is another ship that is uh, that that is assigned to the fleet. You guys can choose what ship class that is, and then there are two other ships that don't have names yet. I was hoping that as players you would like to. Uh, help name which uh, two of the ships in the second exploration fleet. Well, we did post um, those earlier. If you want to read them out to the audience. I'm going back. We had Sierra, Ethan's, Poho, Longshot, Lido, Rezalo, and Say My Name. Yeah. So if we want to take votes, I really hope we don't end up with the USS say my name. That one was a joke. You weren't supposed to read that. (laughs) Well, I mean, the Basilope has to be in there. Okay, the Basilope is one of the the USS Basilope. What a... My vote is Dalton Anthems, so... Uh, the Basilope is a defiant class. Why would it be in an exploration fleet? But, okay. It's one of the ones that stays closer to the neutral zone, and in addition to being part of the exploration fleet, it is a... It is more often found at home base than the rest of you. I was actually going to say, I mean, at least one of the ships should be a combat ship in case we get into trouble. The Basilope is what everybody calls if they run into a hostile alien race. Exactly. Um, so, any other votes? Uh, I like Athens as well. Um, Go with Athens. I, command decision. It's a command decision. It's the Athens. Okay, the Athens is a nebula class. Nice. Endeavor, I'm going to say, is a a class of ship that would be awesome for something called the Endeavor. Excelsior. Here we go. Endeavor has its own ship class, though. Is it? Yeah, that's Oh, that's true. So it, yeah, it'd have to be an Endeavor, then, because it would be the ship of that class would be the ship of that class. That's true. So then we're going to rename the Endeavor to the Toledo. I liked Toledo a lot, too. I was about to suggest one, David. Uh, make one of those an Aventine class. Aventine? Uh, that's, uh, uh, let's make that the Toledo. The Ave- Make that an Aventine class. Alright, so that is the the second exploration fleet. Odds are that entire second exploration fleet being called together for one thing, very low. Uh, especially with the fact that there's only five of you, 
and all of you have been in, except for the um, except for the basilope and the basilope and the Athens both stay fairly close to station Epsilon 10 and without as I was saying before um, ship already launched with a bunch of fanfare once and without very much to do at all um, after one or two nights of uh, being able to relax before your mission uh, all of you are able to be aboard and Oh, ha have the reliant it, it kind of would imagine anyway feels different stepping off of the transporter pad or stepping off of the uh, stepping off of the shuttlecraft that brings you up here um, my my imagination says it would feel different especially for some of you but um, that Last time you stepped onto this ship, you were a cadet. And now you're stepping onto this ship, a commissioned officer with same responsibilities, essentially. But, uh, you know, same responsibilities that you had, but there's something different about being a, being a commissioned officer stepping onto your first assignment and so all of you are very very aware that your ship and one other ship in Starfleet uh, not going to name it I just because it's the quote unquote player character ship that's doing that's you know the one out there doing the adventures that are in Star Trek Online for us to do in the story in that way um because there are only two ships have command staff made up of exceptional cadets who who are promoted to command positions aboard their ships. It's the Reliant and one other. So there's there is a little bit of weight on all of your shoulders that you may not that that you may not expected so yeah oh. insert ship name here it's because it's because it's it's whoever the player character yeah is. yeah, yeah. It, it's uss open square bracket ship name closed square bracket <laughs> yeah um so as we're starting this scene so are we all beaming on as a group have we beamed on individually I wanted to ask you guys that you individually Together. I want to do a scene. Okay. And I have already nominated that Rick Tears in Engineering. <laughs> yes, he already would be. <laughs> but okay. So I step onto the uh, or I step onto the ship. Got my t uh, com badge right away. Uh, Graves to Rick Tear. Uh, Rick Tear here. Go ahead, Captain. Let's see. Have we done the gravity captain now? Ah, well, stranger for me, I think. Uh, have we adjusted the gravity plating? Uh, yes, I've, I've received your specifications. Um, the engineering crew has already 
already on that. Um, just making sure that everything is well as as we expected it, um, and uh, just just cross, dotting the i's, crossing the t's, as the Terrence saying goes. Understood. Um, there might be a little problem at the transporter bay. Something felt a little bit Lopez is stepping onto the ship, so um, maybe check on with the maintenance team because we certainly don't want to have any accidents happening during a hazardous situation. Um, if there's nothing else, it uh, doesn't look like it, Captain. I'll get onto it right now. All right. Thanks. Graves out. And uh, Rick T will himself go and um, run some diagnostics on the aforementioned uh, transporter room since he's got um, a transporter focus anyway so he can do that himself thanks for reminding me to open up a drive Um, (laughs) I didn't have it open Um, do you have a transporter's focus it's awesome there is your sheet there it is And engineering, 15 with a, a target number of what, what you need. One success, 15 is your number, and uh, you crit on a four or less. Uh, I, I've um, updated engineering to five, but the... the um, you crit on a five or less, then it's... Yeah. Four successes, two crits. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, just built one, two, three momentum. Um, <laughs> that's a great first roll of a night, huh? And I was just making a joke about how the ship felt different. No, right. And that's—I was going to say—built three momentum to find out. Listen, there, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> there's, there's. There's, everything is exactly as it should be, but we're so sure of that. <laughs> I mean, really? Wow. All right. Well, that's a heck of a beginning. Um, he's <laughs> a damn genius. <laughs> um, does anybody else have anything they want to? Uh, they they want us to see before. Um, before the next shot is uh, cut, like coming in from you know outer space to the to look at the bridge. Um, anybody else have things special they want to do before leaving uh, Terra and Starfleet Command behind you? I'll just mention that Kara took the shuttle up since she you know has Nala with her, her little Alaskan Klikai. However, she doesn't have a whole lot of baggage, so she spends time in the cargo bay and the shuttle bay helping other people in love. Oh, right on. Um, I'm going to say I'm gonna I'm gonna make a roll here. Let's see, how do I do this? Two D twenty. I'm just gonna look at what numbers I get. Why did that not work? It hates me. Because you need to put a space after roll. Or you can just do oh. exclamation mark 2d20. No roll. I see. Oh, roll. That makes sense. Here we go. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Okay. Um, a 9 and a 12. That's that's brilliant. A lot of people like your dog, Kara. 
Like, uh, of course they do. I was going to say, like, what it what it is is you're in the shuttle bay helping you know, new crew uh, unload, and some even people you may recognize from the academy that are being assigned on board the Reliant in different there in different areas, but a really good number of people are I guess I would say like made happy by the fact that they're welcomed on board by a cool dog. So it is now official at this point. Whatever the Reliance symbol is, because every ship usually has one, that Nala is wearing around her neck on a bandana. Awesome. Like that. She is she is Reliant Dog. She's the unofficial mascot. Yeah, the official is Hardy. Well, he's not a mascot. He's a valued member of the crew. And are we? Okay, he's the official mascot. <laughs> Here you go, Oakley. Death. We need to. We need to paint Oakley with uh, the Reliant symbol. That's what we need to. Do. Well, he's already got a yellow stripe uh, in him. Are we gonna? Are we gonna first see the Doctor in sick bay, or are we going to see him somewhere else? I was going to say he's running late. Oh, okay. So we see him running late. Um, how late and where is he? Like, l- very last minute late. and His thing's already aboard and it's just him that's late? Um, yeah, his stuff is all beamed up. Okay. And uh, so you'll be one of the very last ones on board. How are uh, the ship's XO and science officer uh, getting along and getting on board? Uh, for once, we arrived on time. Ooh. And uh, I went to have a conversation with um, Commander Graves. So, <clears throat> hey, XO. Hey. So, are there any things that I should know before we get going? Um, we're on our way to our home starbase uh, before proceeding with our mission. I, unless I <laughs> read the mission order incorrectly. But anyway, though. <laughs> Okay. Uh, ship status is uh, fairly nominal, as far as I'm aware. Uh, no personal assignments being made at this time. Uh, security protocols have not been checked yet, uh, but we're keeping over to the standard uh, protocols that uh, Commander Cole has in place. So I don't think that'll need too much review, but it might be something you may want to check into uh, if you want to make any alterations. All right. Sounds good. Have you talked to... Um... Have you talked to Lieutenant Tardigrade since we got aboard? Um, well, first of all, I have corrected the personnel roster, and he is now at his instant Tardigrade. He got a little ahead of himself. But JT has been, um, he's checked in, and as far as I'm aware, he's just making patrols for the ship. I honestly couldn't tell you if he's making those patrols for any given boat, or he might just be, you know, exploring. But, uh, yeah, I've, Seen him? He seems all right. 
Very good. Um, when did you want me to conduct those classes with him? I would say... You know, you have the choice of before or after his duty shift. Afterwards, you may be a little tuckered out. Maybe a little bit harder to keep his attention. Uh, beforehand, though, he might get a little excited. Um, so I'd leave that up to you. My personal recommendation would probably be classes. Um, and giving him a juice mix should handle um, his agitations. Sounds good. All right. Do you have any tasks that you want me to see to before we um, get underway? Um, Other than checking into security? Uh, just in case, also make sure that the security protocols are also well-established with respect to our shield beaming. Um, since we're exploring a new area, I want to make sure that we are as tight as we can be with respect to those. Right. Sounds good. All righty then. I won't keep you. Uh, I won't keep you. Enter to security. Quentin, you say Kendra to security, and we're going to go there in a second. But Quentin, what do you do once you're on board? I made a beeline towards my uh, office. I took a moment to retask one of the hollow emitters by my office to project a Kraken and a uh, text message of disturb at your own peril. Ooh, I love it in front of my door because I am finishing up two reports, one thesis, and a handful of other correspondence related to our first mission. And I, I want to have it done before we leave, um, before we leave the wonderful bandwidth of home for the uh, unreliable subspace of the frontier. Oh, that is a pretty dog. Sorry. Um, so what we have then is see Quentin settle into his office and begin. Um, He's got pads aplenty, and we can all see that what's on those pads, uh, information, and read like a quick read over what we can see shows that it's dealing with probably ancient culture that was located on the planet that you all explored. And... Um, as we pull back away from the science station, there's a big kraken at the front door, which I think is really kind of awesome. And we see um, Chaplain Waitley. You're actually uh, seeing your counselor's office for the first time. That wasn't ready during the cadet cruise. You you had to spend most of your time on the bridge or or using the holodeck if uh, anything came up. But there is actually on the same deck as the med bay, a counselor's office. Uh, what sort of things would we see in the counselor's office as you're beginning to get set up? Uh, he would keep it pretty spartan. Um, there's not a lot of distraction in the room. There might be one area that just had like a, an old tiny bookshelf um, with lots of... Uh, 
you know, whether they're authentic antiques or replicated, but lots of older, like psychiatric volumes that go back, you know, back to the time of Freud or later. Um, obviously, he has a, a whole section that's kind of uh, partitioned off a bit that's in it the vibe is kind of like the priest's confessional um and it it, it, not like exactly like that but very much has that vibe that that feel that aesthetic and obviously that's kind of its uses if you need if a patient or or somebody who's come to him needs to talk but doesn't want that uh intimidating there's a person looking at me as i'm saying this you can sit quietly and Mm-hmm. It's there, except when he speaks, kind of. Okay. Um, you look at your counseling schedule and don't have anybody set up for counseling yet, but you do have two people on board the ship. Uh, we'll come up with names for them later, but I, I have... Uh, I, 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 the only reason I don't have names for them is because I... I, I was hoping another one of those you guys come up with like you know a race and we'll come up with a cool name for them um type of things but you have two people that on board who have a very uh, and and these are these are things that are noted like when you first are going going through the crew roster and such there are some notes for a counselor to look at when the counselor is looking stuff and what you find is that you have two crew members who have what is fear of space group um, i mean is it cosmophobia i would just call it cosmophobia or acute agoraphobia it's astrophobia in this or astrophobia in this case, it's not acute and it's not crippling. Obviously, they are still members of Starfleet and they are assigned to a ship and they are on board. <laughs> like, you know, like um, they there are two members of your crew that are listed with astrophobia. Um, minor, both minor conditions, but. I, I nominate one character, Ensign Tardigrade. I'm tired of great enough here in space. No, there's a the, he has a backstory. It could sure. It, it, sure, and one of them is Ensign Tardigrade. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. Um, but I, I wanted there to be a, a couple of people on board the ship um, have fear of outer space. Um, and and it's it's a and in both of their cases, um, well, well, I don't know about tardigrade. Well, I'll I'll let Duncan address that. But in the case of the other crew member, is not a fear of exploration. It's for aliens or anything like that. It's a fee, It's kind of a an extension of agoraphobia on. On Earth, on on its side, they're fine. Big spaces don't bother them. But as soon as they're in space, uh, Dash Olsen. There we go. That's the crew member's name. Olen. Um, Len. Oh, Dash Olen. Okay, I like it. 
Ash Olen, he is an ensign. Um, his or, or yeah, I, I, that either works. Florian as a race, I like. Um, the the fear is a form of agoraphobia that only presents itself when sh- when they are in space. Faith is disease and death and cold. <laughs> Yikes. Um, or what shit, was that, man. Uh, there was a quote said in one of the new Star Trek movies by Bones. Space is... Um, that, that started out with that. Unfortunately, I can't re- remember the rest of it. I can't remember it either, but I know what you're talking about. He talks about how terrible space is, and I, I even want to go there. Um. But uh, then right before we see um, we, we see the face of Dr. O'Connor briefly looking very hurried. And then we hear uh, uh, we're, we're going to you're going to be the last one because you said you're running late. Uh, <laughs> um, Kendra, we hear Kendra say uh, Ken, uh, Kendra the security or Alenis the security. What did you say? I forget. <laughs> I'm not actually sure, but Alenis the security. <laughs> you you hear Larissa. Uh, her voice comes back, and um, where are you when you call her? You may not need to tap your comm badge. Yeah, I just tapped my comm badge. But where are you? You oh. when you make the call? Um, I'm walking down one of the corridors. Okay, uh, you hear. Here, this is this is Larissa. What can I do for you, XO? I just wanted to um, check into our current security protocols in regards to um, transporters and shield and shield. There is a pause. Um, You're not sure what the pause represents, but there's a pause after you ask, and she says, and working with engineering actually to put that kind of a thing, if we ever need to cycle the shield on a uh, kind of an automatic rotation that we are, so that, so that, we do have to take the shields down for any reason once they're up. It's going to be as fast as you can imagine. Uh, other than that, all of our protocols are looking good. I've put the, uh, I've put the security teams on four six-hour shifts. That, uh, that seemed to me to be the best idea. And um, just adjusting, I've just been adjusting the bridge stations to those of us who will be up here. Okay, that sounds good. Oh, let us out. Now, see a very hurried Dr. O'Connor. You have missed your shuttle to, uh, to, to, you have you've definitely missed your shuttle. Okay. What are you gonna do? Wait, I thought you said I was already on the ship. You said you saw my face briefly. 
Yeah, because we're we're seeing that you're in between everyone else. We're seeing you briefly looking hurried on your way. Oh, so I'm um, still not on the ship yet, then. I, I told you, I'm going to make you laugh because you said I'm running really late. <laughs> um, what do we, we, when we see the doctor, what do we get? What do we see? We're, we're, we're focusing in on him now. He is not on Earth right now. He's he's on a ship, but he's not on the Reliant. He's saying goodbye to his mom and dad. Because their ship is in orbit. You know, he spent the night there and kind of slept in after drinking too much. After drinking too much with the family, and then you realize... (laughs) All by himself! Oh, no. Um, but you realize that the shuttle that you could have taken to get you to your shuttle, kind of like, um, you know, a jumper plane, you would have needed to take a shuttle down to, uh, down to the Academy, uh, basically down to the Academy docks and jumped on a shuttle there, but that shuttle has already left. Shit. What am I going to do? On a starship, man. <laughs> I panicked. Like, hung over to realize. You're like, oh no, what am I going to do? At some point, while you're panicking and wondering what you're going to do, your father um, looks, probably walks into his kitchen because you know you're on board a ship. You're you probably spent the night in like attached quarters to theirs or something right and you see him walk through the the kind of center room and get himself a coffee out of the replicator and he's like what are you worried about just go to the transporter room a second this is i i do him because i i i know what to do i know how his personality is sorry why are you still here okay i i am i was just why are you still here? Dad, I, I'm still waking up. What What time is it? I'm pretty sure I have to be there, like, now, and I'm panicking. I probably missed the shuttle. You realize we have a transporter, right? Yeah. You're right. Off I go, <laughs> and I'm stumbling there. And you uh, make your way on board the uh, the Reliant via the transporter room. Um, knowing clothes, by the way. And, yeah, that's still in bed clothes, probably, which I think oh, would be I, awesome. He fell asleep in jeans and like a coat. That's awesome. That's what, how you come on board the Reliant. Um, the transporter officer just the, the transport, the transporter officer is a what race is a Rigelian. Is a female Rigelian who uh, says, welcome aboard, Doctor. Uh, yeah, thanks. Aboard. I'm here. And I'm aboard, I, Doctor. I just, uh, I just awkwardly just nod, say what I just said, then just sort of shuffle towards the exit. <laughs> um, and with that... Wait, hold uh, on. Where is Eli heading? I don't know. Where are you heading, Eli? Ten forward for breakfast. Or whatever Archip has. 
about ten forward. <laughs> okay, so just to let you know, Marcus Graves is going to be in sick bay waiting for you. <laughs> oh. No. So you spend time to go get some breakfast um, in the in the cruise mess hall and probably take time to go get changed and eventually make your way to sick bay, right? And when you get to sick bay, captain is there. <laughs> also, I gotta add his his hair is usually in a ponytail. It is not right now. It's just long and out. No, uh, I don't think that you guys do have a chef. You you have chef uh you have chef rep. Uh, last name Locator. Do we have a bartender though? Um. No, because you don't exactly have a bar. You have uh, uh What kind of hellhole is this? What kind of hellhole is this? You have a ship, you, you have a mess hall that has replicators. Okay, Drew, we're gonna have to build a bar at some point. <laughs> I'm all for it's it. gonna be our it's gonna be our sort of team building But that's Listen, later. We're an ex- we're an exploration ship. This is for diplomacy. We yeah, need a hobby. Okay, so the doctor walks into the sick bay and his captain is waiting for him. Just sitting there, just reading reports, just sort of lounging. Stumbling in with, uh, with a cup of coffee and uh, a tw- the 25th century equivalent of a McDonald's hash brown. Uh, let's just call that a, a McDonald's hash brown. Okay, fair enough. Really, it's kind of hard to yeah, it's kind of hard to make perfection better. So, I just say, to Doctor, uh, Captain, didn't know you'd be here. Uh, you were the last person we were waiting on, so I figured I'd first of all just put myself here, just so I know when we should get or get on. Sorry, just saying bye to the folks, you know how it is. No, actually not really, but I understand your um, If uh, there's nothing else I should know, we might be able to get underway. I just also need to check in with you to make sure that our your medical staff and your supplies are ready to go. I I haven't done checks yet, and I uh, shit my hair's down. Uh, not too much of a worry on that. How quickly can you give me the final, or just a quick okay, like you know, that we haven't say left your medical staff behind? Alas, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, um, doctor, you have a nurse, male. Uh, what race is one of the nurses? Um, uh, it is a, a Tellerite. Uh, uh, you knew you were going to have a Tellerite in the sick bay. He just happens to be in the sick bay right now. And he's, uh, he's at one of, uh, he, he's at a station, obviously. Looks like he was doing some sort of research. And when he, when he sees what's going on, he just looks over there and he like waves his right hand back and forth. So you're looking over that over at him and he gives you the thumbs up, Eli. Like everything's I, I, good. I just 
gesture to him, like, I just give him a thumbs up, like, I look, well, looking at the captain, like, everything's great. We're all good. Understood. And I simply get up and leave and I take my coffee. Uh, and sadly, we can't call him Nurse Grawl, uh, uh, Cast. Um, Grawl is actually the, is actually a named NPC in our track online, I believe. Uh, one quick thing. I would like to note that I left. Okay, nice. Oh, there's a timer. Uh, uh, there's a timer counting down. Uh, I'm gonna leave it up to the doctor if he sees that or not. No, uh, I'm just I'm continuing on to my office. You know, eating my hash brown, just occasionally uh, sipping my coffee. So in two minutes and uh, 30 seconds, the hit song Waiting to Go from the Federation Pop Charts starts blaring in full volume. Luckily, I'm already in my office and it's soundproofed. I was going to say, in about a minute and a half, somewhere between a minute and a half to two minutes, the captain's comm badge would chime and it would say... uh, uh, or, or, or Marcus's combat with time, and it would say sick beta, Captain Graves. Uh, Graves here. It's, uh, it's the female voice, and doesn't sound human. Um, from your office, Eli, you can see that an Andorian has walked over and picked up a pad. And she says, uh, Captain, you your uh, or in sick bay. I did that quite on purpose. Uh, if the doctor would take a uh, like to take a note, I also have a correspondence in there with his father. So uh, no worries at all, and you can just uh, put it into general circulation. No, I'll, I'll, I'll recycle it then, sir. And, uh, Eli, this Andorian uh, who is an who is actually a physician's assistant. Uh, Comes to the door of your office and says, Captain uh, left this for you. Well, once you're done, he said it can just go, uh, we can just set it back to recycle. And I'll leave it up to, um, I'll leave it up to Nick for what the, uh, what his father wrote to me. Okay. Hey, I'll, I'll send you that later. Well, um, I, but, but yeah, there wouldn't like the captain wouldn't, but like basically if you just left that behind uh, someone would notice that you know the captain accidentally left his pad behind it wouldn't take very long at all so um the next thing that we see is your ship the reliant moving through space um your mission orders that you have in front of you uh graves and kendra can see this as well First mission orders have you setting in. Um, you're you're to be setting in at station epsilon ten uh, to make contact and drop off a shipment a shipment of medical and industrial supplies that you're that's that's basically what the um, um, as we know the Reliant is a very there are parts of it around the different bays that are very modular and uh it's been converted into taking cargo there for right now 
and it's industrial and medical cargo that you're taking down to Station Epsilon 10. Should take... Actually... I wish there was a... And there probably is, and maybe, I'm just, maybe I just don't know it well enough yet. Um, do you guys who know the core rulebook better... Uh, does the core rulebook have a, this is how long it takes to get from here to there at different speeds kind of thing? Uh, not really. It's 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 mostly a matter of plot. It's mostly a matter of plot, so it's subjective. Um, in, uh, um, in this case, it's going to take you a couple of weeks to get to the neutral zone. Uh, that's if you maintain cruising velocity of warp seven most of the way. And by a couple of weeks, it'll be just shy of 14 days. So it would be 12 and a half, maybe 13 days if, uh, it'd be 13 days if the, uh, the station has drifted from its location. Which is possible. A station can drift in space. So you're going to be seeing the station in a lot of days. Is there anything that any of you specifically want to do? Uh, am I cutting out? I'm sorry. Am I cutting out for people? Occasionally, like the first syllable or last syllable of a word you may get done. Like, for instance, once you said cadets at one point... All I heard was debts. I'm just going to change the server I'll... region for a moment, so that should fix it. Okay. I'll also just try to speak lower. I don't know. I'll. I'll, um, I'll... Are you using automatic use um, recognition instead of push, uh, push to talk? I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do push to talk. Okay. Um, yeah. In setting, like in settings, you can change the sensitivity how uh, Discord will pick up your voice. So that might be part of it, where Discord is sort of cutting you off a little bit. Oh. So yeah, just look around in settings while we keep going. I'll, I'll look around in settings and see what I can do. Yeah, in the meantime, I'd just say enunciate. Enunciate. <laughs> and that's... That um, is there anything that specifically comes to mind that any of you want to do in the space between Earth's space dock and the neutral zone. Uh, I, know, I was going to say, I know that Quentin would uh, need to make a role for finishing his papers, is what I would think it would be. Uh, can Rick assist with the, um, with the security... Um, aligning the the shield stuff, transporting. Actually, can make the roll, and consider that uh, you oops, have. I'm gonna have to get so used to this new bot. Um, holy cow, um, you guys build a momentum and Brissa is able to assist you with, with one success. 
Okay, uh, I presume it's, um, okay, another two successes. Oh, wow. So, guys are one off of, you You guys have five momentum built up, and uh, you now have, have a, a Rick Tier and Larissa program. Or your or your shields that you can bring the shields down and activate the transporter at the same exact time, basically. So what it, it completely it more than halves the time, and time is already only counted in seconds and such. It really it halves how much time it takes in order to in order to do that which is really kind of incredible you now have that, that's something i hadn't thought of you guys doing and i love that you did <laughs> um i really love that you guys did that actually so uh cool <laughs> You've built five momentum and you're on your way. And again, is there, uh, those of you who see Larissa, Larissa has had, during your first mission, only filled in at the main pack console one time. She only got moved there one time. But now that she is there and, uh, and it really is kind of her console, see her doing something a little different with the way that it's set up than the way that you had it set up, Kendra. Um, she actually adds two holographic towers either side of her console. These little... Ba basically, it's... It, they're hollow screens, not, tow not... not They're not wide enough to be towers. They're kind of these fat screens that run up sides so that she has individual torpedo control by picking her hands up and moving them to the sides. I'm I'm trying to think of how better to describe that. Like, you know, it's a it's a flat console with two sides on it now. Or but they're but they're holographic and she's she's given herself um uh yeah, a big red space bar. No, um, uh, yeah, she's given herself individual torpedo control. It looks like she maintains still really liking torpedoes. And yeah, Quentin actually copy-pasted the wrong one. Two successes. Um, it, how is an 18 a success? He didn't uh, specify the target, so it's uh, just going to record uh, successes. And it's just going to record successes. So actually, that's one success. Because I think, let me, let me open up the drive. And you got one from Rick Tier 2, right? 11 uh, for reason and 4 or 5 for science. So it's either a 15 or a 16. And uh, that still means one success and one from Rick Tier. Uh, you have a beautiful, amazingly well 
well-sourced and well-written, and you guys have the the evidence as well. Like, like evidentiary, you guys have a bunch of stuff that you can that you send back to Starfleet Command, and you are are the first two members of the crew. Uh, it, it's uh, two weeks. I think I'm giving. I'm gonna let him work on both things, Kara. If you guys have, like I'm saying, if you guys have a couple of things you want to do, let's do that. Um, it, you're the first one, Quentin. To get uh, it's not a medal. It's a commendation you get for both uh, Rick Teeter and Quentin this commendation for their work on the, the exploration essentially of a culture that no longer that seems to no longer exist. So Oot Tier One Exploration. <laughs> yes, your 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 crew team uh now has uh level one in of your duty officer change. <laughs> um and before very long, you're you're able to see the area of space known as the neutral zone out any of the windows on that side of the ship as you're passing by and through the very edge of it here on the the Federation side. And amazingly, doesn't look any different than the rest of space. Um. Engine tardigrade at this moment will also be looking at the uh, at the window towards the neutral zone, and he waves. <laughs> and he probably knows because he's so in tune with like um, you know being a tardigrade. I would assume he's like I'm guessing anyway that he's in tune with like the uh, uh, mycelial network, right? Um, so he probably knows that somewhere like. A hundred thousand light years away, or a hundred or a thousand light years away, there's another little tardigrade waving at him. <laughs> so, um, when you first see Station Epsilon Ten, now, if we ha if we were to take a a look at the map, I don't know. I'm pretty sure the book. Has uh, has a pretty decent map in it, uh, but the, uh, the easiest one for me has always been the the kind of basic uh, Star Trek Alpha Beta Quadrant maps. And um, I think my head can is just going to to the satellite sector map. It really that's kind of what what I'm what I'm speaking of is you um you know you're you you're the neutral zone covers a large large area and um the the alpha beta sector map doesn't do that good and since we are doing track online um not galaxy class galaxy map you stupid predictive so if it, it, i'm not sure if everybody has access to finding a good copy of the uh or, or has a quick 
you know, good copy of the, the Star Trek online map. But if you do look down past the Donatu sector, down um, where those very early Klingon missions take place, uh, galactically south of Drozana, there's a place called the Ba'aha sector, uh, where there's a really obscure mission that you can do um, at the trailer sector down there. Down, you're, you're looking at the neutral zone off to, uh, does, does everybody, you know what, I'm just going to share the, the page that I've got it up on for myself. That, that would work. And you guys already have it, even as a PDF file. So <laughs> you're, yeah, so you're looking at Places like Ar Ar Arcana, Arcanis, uh, Otha, Boreth, Donatu. These are where the neutral zone sits. And you are going farther south of that. And the last really kind of charted area of space is the the sector around the Trellis Star. And just a little bit kind of farther farther galactically south of where that star is there is a an area of space that for the most part looking at it as you're approaching seems those of you on the bridge and at various stations this area of space seems a little barren of uh of large stars or any kind of large uh systems of planetary bodies and based on your transponder and following your transponder you find the uh you you find in this kind of vastness of space the epsilon station now let me find image that i'm looking for because i have it that it's, it's one of those really cool looking stations. Oh, it's old, but. Oh, wow, that is a really old picture. I like that. Um, I'm sorry, it's so, it's so small, but here is a picture of the Epsilon station it looks like from a distance uh the picture is small is what i meant not necessarily the station though the station itself is also very small um the uh top area that you can see in that picture is not quite at yeah it's two wireframe need more polygons the lower part of it is actually uh is actually very wireframed and in that wireframe there are you can see a couple of areas that look like stars um and or or, or small circles in there and the reason is this that that entire lower area is kind of pointed out in the direction of space that's unexplored. So the the station is oriented in such a way that that bottom area almost uh, 
almost looks like a like a giant yes almost looks like a giant sensor array because it is filled there you go the epsilon 9 station um the uh it is not filled but there are four of these like star shaped where did you find that picture awesome um uh but there are four of these star kind of shaped sensor dishes that are on individual each of those areas allow like where it comes out in star pattern allows it to turn and swivel and face different things so that the entire bottom gantry has been turned into one giant sensor array and then the upper parts of the station um ooh uh then the upper parts of the station would be more where where the crew would live and that sort of thing. Um, here, for example, if you hold on just a second, I got another picture that I just found that's a great one. Um, really small, though. Let me open it in a new tab and see if that... No, nah, this one's way too small. But on Memory Alpha, on the Memory Alpha page for it, is there um there is a picture down at the bottom of that called the panel stack the panel section and that is kind of what the the sensor array of the thing looks like when it's active you can see that there uh there is one ship in a kind of a holding pattern because the station itself appears too small to have any ships actually dock or uh, there, there are no 